Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinock. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. We are in our 20th year of broadcast, and one of the interesting policy issues continuing to develop in our country uh, is the ongoing legalization for recreational use of marijuana. Our guest today, my good friend and longtime religious freedom attorney, James Standish. James, welcome back to Freedom's Ring. It's great to be back on the show, Alan. So, you know, in addition to policy concerns, of course, to the extent that marijuana can interfere with judgment, with consciousness, it certainly poses a threat to the freedom of the mind to be able to respond to the influence of God. Uh, of course, we're religious freedom broadcast. But brief us on, on some of the health concerns that you've been learning about here with the explosive growth of marijuana use. Well, in January of this year, the National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine uh, released a report. It was uh, a report that, like the data report, where they go over all the different studies that are out there on the issue and try to pull together what do we know so far. And it turns out there are, uh, we, there's lots of things we do not know, and there's a lot of area for more research. Uh, but there are some things that we do know. And one of the things that we know is that marijuana usage is associated with psychosis, including uh, uh, bringing on schizophrenia. So that's a pretty serious uh, ramification of using a drug, uh, and we can fix that later on. The second thing that they found, and I think this is in many ways the most troubling, is that when pot is smoked by women who are pregnant, their baby's birth weight is impacted. They tend to have lower birth weights, and there are developmental issues associated with that. So a very big problem, uh, of course, only a problem if women do smoke pot while they're pregnant, and uh, we can come to whether that is happening, and if so, at what rates, uh, if you're interested, Alan. But those are two pretty significant uh, health issues that come out of smoking pot. There are a lot of things that we, we don't know, and there are things that, uh, that are still being studied. There are a lot of, um, uh, a lot of questions that are still asked. And we might think that in uh, 2018, every question about every drug is, is answered. The answer is, according to the National Institute of Science, uh, uh, Engineering and Medicine, uh, a very credible uh, federal body, uh, there are a lot of things we just don't know. Well, you know, one of the things that strikes me about our nation's current pot policy, if, if you want to call it that, is that, you know, the movement is towards decriminalization, towards legalization, without a significant public health emphasis. Um, I guess my own view is I'm, I'm wary of criminalizing uh, marijuana use, but at the same token, I think that it is a significant public health problem, and we need to deal with it as a nation as a legitimate public health problem, not just as an issue of, eh, if you want to smoke pot, it's fine, you know, smoke, drink, you're an adult, you can do what you want. 
Um, I, I think that's the wrong policy approach. I think you're 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 dead on. And incidentally, you you, you made a, a, for, a sort of a, a a pun there. You said by the same token. Um, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. From that. Uh, oh well. Uh, I'm sorry. I, and I you don't, don't have the checkered background that I do. You know, I was going to talk about. You know, it's it's commonly thought that marijuana is not addictive. Well. I beg to differ from my own experience. It's not addictive in the sense that you suffer, you know, the kind of withdrawals that you can from heavy alcohol use or, or say, heroin addiction. But it's very psychologically, you become very dependent upon it. And, uh, you know, it lends itself to people using it on a regular basis as an addictive substance. So Absolutely and I have friends, uh, people close to me who started high school, uh, you know, um, being one kind of person and then just got dependent on marijuana and it really derailed uh, their lives in pretty spectacular ways. And there's overwhelming evidence that marijuana is a drug that, uh, that, that people become dependent on and, and, and require assistance. Uh, not everyone, uh, just like just like alcohol or any other drug uh, that's out there. Uh, it's not everyone who gets addicted. It's not everyone who gets a, who gets behind the wheel and drives, et cetera, et cetera. But there's enough people that it becomes a public health issue. And one of the public health issues that's come up in in Colorado to have um, uh, legalized uh, marijuana is the number of uh, of kids coming to emergency rooms. The study was just uh, released uh, recently uh, for one of their major children's hospitals. Uh, they reported that they saw a four times uh, as, as four times as many um, marijuana intoxicated teenagers in their ERs after the uh, legalization of pot in their in their in their state. In other words, uh, I say there's a war of numbers out there. And you'll see this if you look at the literature. Some people are saying that the, the major or the number of kids who have, who are smoking pot in the states that have legalized. Uh, pot has not gone up. Others are saying it has. Often the numbers uh, are ripe for uh, for manipulation because, of course, in most states there's a, there's a rise leading up to legalization. Post legalization, uh, there may not be a lot, but there's a period of non-enforcement that precedes legalization in most states. And so you have this. Well, it didn't go up after we legalized, but there was a run-up in use of the, in the percentage of teenagers using prior to legalization. But there's another statistic that's really important. Not only are four times as many kids coming to the emergency room in one of the major children's hospitals in Colorado uh, with marijuana uh, intoxication, but there's another issue that I think probably the biggest issue that we face as a society, and that is this. Uh, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, very, very credible, a study released on California that between 2009 and 2016, uh, the percentage of mothers, expectant mothers who are smoking marijuana has gone up dramatically. Uh, for the uh, younger uh, parents, the pregnant teens, the younger than 18, uh, the percentage who are taking marijuana increased from 12.5% to 21.8%. That's not quite a quarter, but getting close to it, a quarter of, of mothers smoking marijuana while their babies are in utero. And for women from 18 to 24, the marijuana use uh, basically doubled from 198 to 19%. So that's a very big increase, massive increase uh, in really a very short period of time. We're talking about a seven-year period. The seven-year period that, that coincidentally goes 
through the uh, period where we have a lot of uh, marijuana legalization and talk about it. Also, at the same time, we're seeing attitudes towards marijuana and uh, the health impact of marijuana among young people also changing. Young people are much less likely to view marijuana as a harmful drug now than they were just 10 years ago. The impact of legalization is dramatic. The issue with mothers smoking marijuana while they have children, you know, in utero is this, and that is, it is uh, the smoking of marijuana is associated with, as I mentioned earlier, lower birth weights, which is a very, very big deal, and of course, developmental problems. These poor little kids, these babies being born, are going to pay some of them for the rest of their lives because of the use of drugs by, by their mothers. And that's not shaming mothers or, or being judgmental or being harsh or anything like that. That is reality. We can't change that. That's the medical fact. So, James, let me um, kind of throw in the other side of marijuana policy here, which is the over-criminalization and warehousing of nonviolent drug offenders with a disproportionate number of them being men, especially uh, black and Latino men of color. So on the one hand, we see this reaction to uh, a very harsh punitive policy, which is racially discriminatory and has been used to really create a second-class status for too many black and Hispanic men in our society. And, and the backlash now uh, in terms of not properly emphasizing the public health risks as we decriminalize is taking its toll on public health and especially, as you pointed out, uh, the most vulnerable, the most innocent, you know, babies uh, before they're born and after they're born suffering the effects of uh, pregnant women uh, smoking pot. So I think there's certainly a lot more that has to be done on the public health side to uh, to educate and to warn. And and also, you know, my, my very lay perspective on how the medical marijuana industry is operated is with far less medical supervision than any other kind of uh, prescription. That's right. You know, doctors are not, they're just not monitoring the, the pot use of their patients uh, to see that it's being done in any kind of medically appropriate manner. Yeah, you, you just imagine uh, all, the, all the regulation and restrictions on, uh, you know, if a, if a pharmaceutical company came up with a drug that has, has, has the impact uh, that marijuana does. Look, there's no doubt we need criminal justice before. I'm the first one to say that. You know that. I'm very concerned about the number of people that we have in, incarcerated in the United States. I'm very worried about the lack of uh, effective uh, programs to ensure that, they, that, that those who are incarcerated have a pathway to a positive life when they get out rather than reoffending and just going back into the system. All those things are absolutely true. But here's the deal, Alan. The answer to uh, that problem is not to just that uh, it might be decriminalizing very, very dangerous uh, substances that ultimately have a very negative impact on our weakest and our most vulnerable, particularly, you know, the unborn. You think about that in California, in your home state, you've got 20% uh, of uh, pregnancies where the mother is smoking pot. 
now uh, that's and that's uh, from uh, eighteen to twenty four year olds. Yeah, that is a pretty big problem for the state. Sure, not this year, not here, but from here on out, and society as a whole, we're going to have to have to deal with it. But not only as a societal issue, I think you think of it more as a human rights issue. But the human rights issue is for the kids, right? The babies—they have a right to be born without being exposed to harmful chemicals. And we, as a society, better think very, very carefully about policies doubling the percentage of our unborn children who are who are exposed to uh, what's proving to be a very harmful substance to them. Well, to and to the extent that these uh, statistics continue to grow. You know, it's not like it's a stable 20%, it's a growing. Well, let's hope it's a... So, as uh, decriminalization increases, as legalization increases, we're likely to see more and more pregnant women. Yeah, uh, and I think it's the other thing that I have, yeah, we would like to see a high rate. I think the other thing that I'm worried about is that the pot industry will just be like the alcohol industry and the tobacco industry and the gambling industry, all of whom do become very powerful because they have a lot of money coming into them. But, and people people look at them and say, look, the tobacco industry is bringing in, it's worth billions of dollars to the economy, which it is. But we're paying billions and billions of dollars out through Medicare and Medicaid and other programs to treat the, the, the impacts of this. And the same thing goes for the alcohol industry. Look, look how much money we get in advertising revenue and perhaps sports teams and how much we get for for uh, sales taxes and so forth. But we don't ask them nearly enough to pay for the negative impacts that they have on society as a whole. And I think the same James, thing is that we're out of time. The same thing is going to happen with marijuana. It's a false promise. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Your concerns are well taken. I'm sure our listeners will resonate with them. This has been Freedom's Ring. Our guest today, James Standish. As we close, we want to remind our listeners here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We help those suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. That's churchstate.org. And Freedom's Ring is available on SoundCloud and on iTunes. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring. <laughs>